With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I don't know if you are feeling in the festive mood, but I am, mainly because my children are so excited about getting the tree, which we are going to get, uh, I'm going to get today, stick it in a bucket of water, buck of water in a bucket of water, and we're going to address it this weekend. So I hope you're well. I hope everybody's safe and uh, getting ready to hibernate for Christmas. I've got loads of great stuff on the way uh, to share with you, which is great. I got announced yesterday I'm doing Hogmanay for BBC Scotland, which is a proper bucket list thing for me to be honest because I just grew up watching that show so excited music guests we've got film guests tv guests yeah so I'm um, very excited about that it'll be on BBC Scotland which you can access on Hogmanay but um, yeah very exciting but um, anyway thank you for choosing to listen to the podcast it's been a busy old time and we've had some lovely responses some great guests as well um, and it's just really just been a wonderful thing to be able to continue to do. We feel very lucky that we've been able to do that. So thank you to all our guests that have been on so far. Thank you to you for listening. We really appreciate you. So uh, the latest guest on the podcast was someone who, he's not a tricky interview, but it's quite interesting because he doesn't watch any of his films. So it's quite hard to talk to him about the whole construction of the creativity once the music's been put on and stuff because he hasn't seen them, which is weird, but I get it. But anyway, he's fascinating. Our latest guest on Soundtrack and is a hugely versatile actor and musician, most presently to be seen as Paolo in Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. Jared Leto first gained recognition in My So-Called Life, which anyone of my generation, which is old, it's not really, it's just Earth years, was probably a little obsessed with. He then went on to form 30 Seconds to Mars with his brother Shannon and has also landed numerous notable cinematic roles, including the likes of... The Joker in Suicide Squad and Nyander Wallace in Blade Runner 49. He absolutely loves scores too and you'll find out which ones in particular shortly. But it seems only fitting. We begin with one of his own songs which I referenced during our chat. The anthemic Kings and Queens. Ready? Oh! Yeah. 
Jared. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I want to talk to you about music, please, if that's okay. Because, well, obviously you're, you know, massively successful music artist, massively successful film creative. And I'm interested about where these worlds collide. Um, but before we get onto that, I want to talk about this film, current film, House of Gucci and Paolo, because he seems very musical. He seems to have constantly have music playing in his head. He's always dancing. He's always moving. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm distracted because I have uh, the same bookshelf as yours. yours, and yours. <laughs> I'm my, in your house. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was my Zoom bookcase, but it's uh, Great Minds Think Alike. So yeah, no, Paolo is, he is very musical. You know, I mean, the Italian language is musical. It's a song. It's maybe a symphony. And, you know, mm -hmm. Paolo is certainly a, the conductor of his own kind of mad circus. And it was fun to listen to some of the Italian hits of, of the 80s. That was a great uh, experience. And my Italian friends helped me out with that quite a bit. I, I do. I do think I I sang at one point, but I don't know if it made it into the film. And it was great to dance. I danced a few times. I don't know how many times in the film too. But he he is a musical guy, and uh, you know he just has a love for life. And it was mm -hmm. a lot of fun to to be in that place with him. Yeah, there's a great moment um, where um, Gaga's character Patricia comes to see him, and and they have a little dance. <laughs> whilst they're having a chat and it's wonderful to watch he's he's kind of in perpetual motion yeah that's it. yeah he's uh he's one of a kind i miss old paolo yeah i want a spin-off i want a paolo spin-off but i find it interesting because i know that you don't really watch the films that much in terms of once you've you've been in them but with music and films it's amazing to see how and where music is used within film and how it can it very much be a character within film as well. With this film and with other experiences, is music played on set much? You know, it's a dangerous game because music is so powerful. It's, it's, it can really just, it can just carve a hole straight to your heart. You know, I've had directors play music before scenes and mm -hmm. I used to pump up my emotion with music before scenes. And I, I know that actors have great success with that. But I actually don't like to do that anymore because, you know, as soon as the music stops, you can kind of feel a bit empty, like your, your, your dancing partner has run off to the bathroom or something. <laughs> so you do have to, for me, I have to be careful with that. But there's always, you know, I think each character, there is a music, there is a soundtrack to the character. And, you know, in preparation, that's great. In the makeup chair, that's great. Uh, as an education, that's great. You know, because there are different, you know, maybe not different tempos for different generations, but there are certain, you know, different rhythms for different people, a different way of moving. And, you know, Paolo, you know, his, his hip bones were like, uh, they, they almost detached from his body. A <laughs> little booty like nobody's business. <laughs> Ridley's made some great choices in this film with the music, which I don't know if you've seen it, but there's some a really great collaboration of of existing music and be that uh, you know classical pieces or something like Eurythmics. Here comes the rain again. Is just it's so cleverly and brilliantly used, and 
has a slight comedic twist at times as well. George Michael's faith is in there as well. There's some, uh, if nothing else, you should give yourself the luxury of just enjoying the music that, that Ridley's done for the film as well. Well, a lot of, you just listed a bunch of songs I love, but, I, but, I, but I've heard that there's a lot of fun music in this and I'm looking forward to yeah. listening. Tell me about some of your favorite soundtracks. I was listening to Jeremy Irons' um, film, the soundtrack to The Mission the other day, which I love. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorites. I love soundtracks. And, uh, you know, they, 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 oftentimes I find myself wanting to listen to a soundtrack rather than uh, a band. One of my favorites is the, is, is the Passion, Peter Gabriel, Last Temptation of Christ. I think that the soundtrack to Arrival is really beautiful.
You know, it's interesting when we watch a film, if you have a piece of music and a piece of film and, and they work together, there's, there's a synergy that's just hard to beat. It's magic, you know, when you have the visual and, and, and the audio, it can really just transport you to a surprising place. I was listening to you talk about Blade Runner and how that was a, a really song. important, yeah, how important that film was to you in terms of, it was lovely to hear you. I think you said something that taught you so much about cinema, you know, both in terms of in front of the camera and behind the camera as well. And that's a great example of a score that can, that it really has kind of got its own kind of narrative and character within the film as well. Did you feel a connection with that score? Yeah, you know, when I spoke about Blade Runner a couple of times, I forgot to mention the music because the music is used so well. You know, they have like those kind of chimes and the, the, the way that the, 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 this abstract voice is used. It's haunting and, and really gives you a sense of, of atmosphere and scale in the film. But Blade Runner was uh, is a big one for me. It still is. I mean, I always tell people that, you know, if, if conversations come up about what to watch, I'm still excited to, to tell people to watch Blade Runner if they haven't seen it. And uh, the performances, the cinematography, the directing, the art direction, it's just fantastic. It's gorgeous, gorgeous film. As is, as is Denise, you know, 2049 that, that you were part of, I thought he did a, a beautiful job with that film. And, and similarly, Hans and Benjamin's score for that, I thought, I thought was, was such a great compliment to the original film. You know, although I never saw that film, I almost wish I wasn't in it because then I would have watched it. But, <laughs> but I listened to the score to it. So that was mm -hmm. fun. And I, there's even a song based off or, or a song for my character. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the track list, and uh, that's kind of great.
have you ever had that experience where you've been given the a theme for a character that you're about to play that it, it's it's been a, a helpful tool or a helpful journey into that character prior to filming you know I, I made a movie called mr nobody once and and i think there may have been some music or an idea of music but there was a beautiful soundtrack by the filmmaker's brother i was since passed away but he was you know incredibly talented person and the soundtrack isn't available on you can't stream it yeah I, I i you can get little bits and pieces of it on youtube but i would love it if someone would find uh, a way of get that together that'd be a good one sure if anybody can you can sir um for sure <laughs> that it's it's such an important part of filmmaking but when you you know when you go back to Requiem for a Dream for example and and Darren and how he and Clint worked so amazingly together with that film as well I mean that music is so inbred within the whole narrative of that film as well it's an incredible relationship with the story yeah that's right I forgot about um Requiem and the music for that film was you know they're kind of one and the same when you think about the movie it's hard not to think about the music and uh, I know there were a lot of remixes of that song. People used it in, you know, electronic music and all kinds of things. But that's uh, Clint Mansell and the Cronus Quartet. But yeah, powerful, powerful. And like I said before, when, when you have the right music with the right film, it's, uh, it's transformative. You know, you have these two two worlds. Is there a point for you where your world of music and your world of film collide? You know, they they have. When I work as a, a documentary filmmaker, if I'm editing, 
they they can collide. I mean, you know, music is essential, like we spoke about already, but they they certainly can. And and just being an artist, a creative person, a craftsperson, you know, anything you do that that challenges you, you learn from. And you know, if you're failing often, you're learning learning even more, and you apply one to the other. And it's it's basically using creativity to solve problems. So there there's a common ground there. The process is a bit different it's kind of like you know making a stew and putting together a a bookshelf from ikea they're different things but you're still using your brain and your heart maybe not your heart if it's the the bookshelf but (laughs) your will and your and your brains to to kind of cobble something together when you think about the visuals though for 30 seconds to mars they're always incredibly cinematic you know whether it's that video for Kings and Queens where you shut down parts of LA to kind of film that and stuff. They've got this incredible cinematic quality. How involved are you in that process of it, you know, in terms of that artistic side to it? Well, too involved, probably. That's what <laughs> took me like months and months just to make a single video and they would end up to be, you know, 10 minutes long and the label would be, you know, screaming at me. But, you know, that that's been fun to kind of to work in the opposite way is make, I mean, in a way the, the, the album is the film and the video is the soundtrack. It's interesting to work that way. And even on our last album, you know, we, we made an entire documentary based on the album. We, we, we had, I believe it was uh, 92 crews or something like that shooting in every state in the country on a single day. So we made a film called A Day in the Life of America and we captured a day in the life of America uh, on the 4th of July in a really tumultuous time and uh, made this, you know, feature length documentary. And it was, it was um, a really exciting experiment. Uh, mm. uh, but again, it was almost, you know, it was making the film in response to the music. What does America mean to you? That's the question that Jared Leto and his band 30 Seconds to Mars are asking. A day in the life. Day in the life of America, capturing 24 hours in our country on the 4th of July. Say hey, guys. Okay, I knew that this was going to be a great project. It's ambitious, but you know what? I think y'all can do it. Yeah, here we are. What time is it now? 11.58. Two minutes until the official start of A Day in the Life of America. We have begun. Can you even see what you're fighting for? Bloodlust in a holy war. Listen up, hear the patriots shout. Times are changing. In the end, the choice was clear. Take a shot in the face of fear. Fist up in the firing line. Times are changing. Happy birthday, America. something that um appeals to you to you know the, the steps you take towards you know documentaries and that side of it being involved in the 
the sort of visual creative with with your band of taking that step into feature film directing yourself? Well, I started off in uh, film school studying to be a director. And, you know, I direct when, when I have a real passion to tell a story or when it's a necessity. You mm -hmm. know, if I can't find someone that, that is going to probably, sometimes you just feel like you have to do it yourself because no one's <laughs> dumb enough to work as hard as you on it. <laughs> so I'll just kind of get drafted. Um, you know, I, I've been doing our videos for, my God, 100 years now. But on the last album, I actually had Mark Romanek, who's made some of the best videos of all time. Um, he made a video for us for a song called Rescue Me, and it was just so simple and so beautiful. It was such a relief to be able to pass it off to someone like that. And I think he finished it in about a week, so he really embarrassed me. <laughs> next i mean we see so many things in terms of whether it be you know working with darren again on adrift or tron 3 with garth davis we don't know if any of this is true more joker 30 seconds to mars what is next for you probably retirement at this point oh, come on <laughs> you know there's a lot happening and a lot of exciting things you know like i've written over well over 100 songs and we wrote a lot um, at the beginning of COVID, we just dug in and started writing. And my brother and I have, um, you know, we put a, a, a collaboration out with a, a guy named Millennium. So there's a song floating around out there called Wouldn't Change a Thing, which was really fun. We'd never done that before. And we, we honestly, we have an entire album done. We, we may have three albums done right, right. now. It's just about when to put it out, you know, and then to get back on the road. It's uh, inevitable at some point. Great. Well, listen, thank you for your time today. It's always a pleasure to see you and congratulations on the House of Gucci and, and Paolo. Um, as I say, I, I really hope there's a spin-off film about him because he's, his story, I think, is fascinating in itself. It's great. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Bye-bye. For a long time now, I've had this dream for life for me. Don't know what it means. Same courtroom, ceiling falling. I start running. Seems so clear in the breakup.
Featuring in 30 Seconds to Mars, that's I Wouldn't Change a Thing by Elenium. Rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Jared Leto. Uh, my huge thanks to Jared for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, as of listening to this podcast, House of Gucci is now out in cinemas. Go see it. It's fabulous. Lady Gaga's going to win all the awards, I think. Uh, father, son and House of Gucci. She added that line uh, whilst they were filming. Everybody's brilliant in it. Jared's unrecognisable, so great, very comedic, very funny. It's colourful, it's lush, it's funny, it's beautiful, it's tragic. It's kind of like, wow, that actually happened. Um, I really enjoyed it. So House of Gucci out now in cinemas. We'll put a Spotify playlist up for the show via edithbowman.com, which is also the place you can catch up with every single interview that I've done, including my two conversations with Mr. Denis Villeneuve. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and be sure to check out our YouTube channel too for occasional shows that I put together featuring guests from the podcast and others. In fact, over the weekend, I'm going to try and put up as many as I can. We've got the likes of Jared to put up. Who else have we got? We've got Hans Zimmer. We've got um, quite a few others. So I'll get as many as I can up on the YouTube channel over the weekend. Next up, uh, it's another legendary composer who I not only got the joy of spending time with, but actually in Abbey Road Studios. Mr. James Newton Howard extraordinary composer is our next guest on Soundtracking. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Mm-hmm.